0: so welcome to the first ever episode of wise with guest hosts from spooky gals uh if you guys want to introduce yourselves
1: hi uh i'm i'm jasmine hello greetings everybody at wise
2: and i am katrina and I'm Brooke with
0: Wise, so I'm so excited for you guys to be here. So we're going to do... Thank you for having us, Brooke. Yeah, we're going to do a special Halloween episode on cursed objects. Uh, and we all have a different story to tell. So do one of you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay.
2: I don't mind. Okay, so I... I'm doing the Bassano vase, mm. or vase if you want <laughs> So, I'm going to piss off a lot of Americans. You call it a vase, vase if you're yes. very fancy in the U.S. A vase, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a so, vase, darling, it's a vase. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My sources for this were PuzzleboxHorror.com, Mental Floss, The Gypsy Thread, which I don't endorse because gypsy is a slur. Oh, um, I used that dot one too. Dot I've got that source too.
0: Oh, I did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 20. Mm.
2: So, the Bastardo Vase is an object of Italian folklore, which to this day continues to terrify and inspire stories of the tragedy and death that follow it. According to legend, the beautiful silver vase was made in the 15th century and was given to a bride on the eve of her wedding as a gift, in a southern village near Napoli, Italy. Tragically, the bride was murdered that very night, supposedly with the vase in her hand, and with her dying breath, she swore that she would return and seek her vengeance. The bride's last words, coupled with the brutal violence of her death, right before what should have been one of the happiest days of her life, is said to have left a curse on the basino vase. The vase remained within her family, passed down from person to person, but apparently anyone who took possession of the vase was quick to feel the effects of this curse. After a number of tragic and mysterious deaths, the family decided to seal the vase away in a box and hide it in a secret location, with some sources claiming that it was buried on sacred ground by a priest, while others say that it simply disappeared. After many years... The vase resurfaced in 1988. Inside the vase was apparently an ominous note that read, Beware, this vase brings death. However, this warning was disregarded, and the vase was quickly sold off at an auction for nearly 4 million Italian lira, or approximately $2,250. And unsurprisingly, the note was not included in the item's description. The vase was purchased by a local pharmacist who owned it for only three months before he died under mysterious circumstances. His family then sold the vase to a prominent surgeon who said that he didn't believe in silly superstitions such as curses, but he also died within two months of buying it. After this, the vase was sold yet again this time to an archaeologist who wanted it for his own private collection of High Renaissance artefacts, and he also died three months later of an unknown infection. The Bassano vase was apparently sold again, but this time the owner died within only a month of purchasing it. His family wanted to sell the vase quickly, but by this time it had gained a reputation for being bad luck or cursed, and they couldn't find anyone who would buy it. It is said that one of the family members threw the vase out the window, but that it nearly hit a policeman who gave the person a ticket for dangerous and disorderly behaviour. The person happily took the ticket, but refused to have the vase returned to them, stating that they would rather be imprisoned than have it back in their home. The family begged the local police to take it away, which they did, but when the police attempted to donate the vase to several museums all of them refused it due to rumours of the curse. To date, several newspapers have reported that the vase has once again been buried in an undisclosed location by the police, with some sources claiming it was put in a lead coffin and buried on hollow ground. Whether this is true or not, the Bassano vase has not been seen since. However, it may not be long before an unsuspecting person finds it and becomes victim to its infamous curse. yikes (laughs) that was great thank you there was a lot
0: more to that story than I thought there was I had kind of when I was trying to come up with something to do mine on I had seen that and I just got like the first part about the bride and I didn't see anything past that so there was a lot more involved in that than I thought
2: yeah I had to get it from quite a few places and like splice it together because some things like don't mention all the people who owned it.
1: Mm.
2: Although I must say,
1: I'm I'm kind of wondering how one dies with a vase in their own hand and with it, and have it not not shatter.
2: Oh, it's silver. Uh, she, like, it's made of silver. It's solid silver.
1: Okay, okay. Because I was like, I was like, was she lying in bed hugging it? Is that why it was? <laughs> I was like, how could you die with it? Okay, now that makes yeah. sense. Okay, fine.
2: She's just. I mean, I it, still but... don't know why you would keep hold of it if some someone was murdering you.
1: But you know, I don't know. Maybe it
0: was a. Maybe she was trying to use it as a weapon. Oh, maybe <laughs> you know
1: blunt force. That's object, a good is Very effective. Yeah.
2: Yes. Especially it's silver. Play, like,
1: do you guys play that game where, like, when you walk into a room, you kind of think, "Hmm, if there was a zombie apocalypse, what can I use to kill the zombie?" Because I do that a lot.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, you know I do. <laughs> yes,
1: I'm just like, yes hmm, I perfect. do that. <laughs> like, what
0: weapons yes. are available to mm. me?
1: Maybe she was like, hmm, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was within reach.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so Brooke, would you like to go next?
0: Sure, I'll go next. So I am going to talk about the Women of Lem statue. And Mm -hmm. my sources were the Gypsy Thread, which I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that That read the name of the website and was like, "Ooh, I don't love that. (laughs) Um, And when I looked at that website, I was like, I really hope that this is at least like Romani people that run this website. And it's like some white dude.
2: Yeah, I was just like, (laughs) I I I don't feel great about that.
0: (laughs) Um, And my uh, other source, somewhat more legitimate, was cypressfortravelers.net. Uh, so in 1878 shortly after the british colonized the island of cyprus in the mediterranean ocean a limestone statue was found at an archaeological site in the town of Lim. the statue is relatively nondescript it kind of has a long neck leading down to like an hourglass shape um, almost as if it represents like the female form Uh, many similar statues have been found as well most are most are more of a cross shape with kind of harsh straight lines. Uh, so it was determined to have been created around the early to middle Chalcolithic period, approximately 3500 BCE, before potter's wheels were invented, which explains why it's kind of a primitive design. The statue was believed to be uh, a fertility goddess, uh, was named the Women from Lem, but quickly gained the nickname the Goddess of Death. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. So, <laughs> the first owner of the Goddess was Lord Elphant, one of the first British governors on Cyprus. Within six years of acquiring the statue, Lord Elphant and seven of his family members had all died. Uh, after their deaths, possession of the statue passed. ...to a man named Ivor Minucci, who lived in England. Within four years, Ivor and his entire family were dead. So the statue was then acquired by Lord Thompson Knoll. And within four years, Lord Thompson Knoll and his entire family had also perished. So oh the final person to obtain the statue was Sir Alan Biverbrook, who resided with his family in Scotland... Uh, It seems the family knew of the death curse following the statue and did not believe in its power for some bizarre reason. Um, So shortly after becoming the owner of the statue, Sir Biverbrook, his wife, and his two daughters were all dead. Uh, Biverbrook's two sons were untouched by the curse, but knew it was only a matter of time before they also died because of it. So they donated the statue to the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh. The museum curator was the person who received the statue from the Biverbrooks and she prepared the statue for display in the museum. Within one year, she had also died under mysterious circumstances. The statue is now kept in a glass case completely untouched by human hands and it has not caused any deaths since the museum curator died. So The story of the curse has a pretty big catch. Um, If you search the archives for the Royal Scottish Museum, the statue is not listed. Uh, Most versions of the story kind of play this as a very mysterious thing, even kind of hinting at like a conspiracy or a cover up. Um, So I searched (laughs) to see if I could find it. And searches of the Royal Scottish Museum's archives for women from LEM, woman from LEM, goddess, Cyprus, fertility, and curse did not produce the statue. Uh, And if there's one thing that I know, it's that museums catalog everything, even items not on display to the public. So that made me think that maybe the statue never left Cyprus to begin with. Or that it had fallen back into private hands. So I did some more digging. And it turns out there is no place in Cyprus called Lem. There is a Lempus Cyprus, which is sometimes pronounced as Lembus, But there is no documentation of the statue being unearthed there in 1878. In fact, there isn't any documentation of this statue being unearthed anywhere at any time. So, but I know it exists because there are photographs of it. Um, so I dug a little bit deeper and it turns out there is no official documentation of Lord Elphont, Ivor Minucci, Lord Thompson Knoll, or Sir Biverbrook even existing. What? Um Plot test. So again, I've seen pictures of the statue. None of them look fake or photoshopped. So I knew it existed somewhere. So that led me to the Museum of Cyprus. So the Museum of Cyprus consists of 14 rooms the very first room focusing on the Chalcolithic period of Cyprus's history. And in looking through pictures, um, I found the Women from Limbs statue in the first room in the museum. Except it turns out that there is a more famous statue. It's called the Idol of Pomos, and it was unearthed at an archaeological site and is so important to Cyprus that it's actually on the one and two euro pieces. So... Hundreds of these statues have continued to be unearthed, including the women from Lem, except it just falls under the umbrella of idol from Pomos. It was never named the women from Lem. It was just another idol of Pomos, and it wasn't found in Limpus either. It was found in Pomos Cyprus, which is in the same district as Limpus, but not the same town. So it turns out there was no curse at all, and the story was completely made up. And it has been retold by multiple blog and forum sites. (sighs) Um, So it's kind of worked its way into sounding like something real. And while the statue is kept under a glass case, it's to protect the statue from being touched, not to protect people who may touch it. So there you have it. uh, The woman from Lim is not not actually a real cursed object at all.
2: Those are some... That it <laughs> like you
1: know on ghost um uh, ghost adventures when it's like um debunked across the screen
2: yeah. and that's what
1: <laughs> God. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it was it's interesting good because twist. I it's a really it, good story, if you search though.
0: for like cursed items it's one of the things mm. that comes up on like yeah. every single list you yeah, see yeah it is it's in like yeah. the top the top 10 or top yeah. 20 so i went through multiple sites and kept trying to find information and i tried to find like a news source that talked about it and I couldn't find a single like legitimate news source that talked about it and so I started to get suspicious
2: nice. so and then when
0: I read that about that I, when I read about like well the Scottish Museum it doesn't have it listed in their archives I was like okay hang on that
2: doesn't make any sense <laughs> that's not something museums really do that's not a thing as someone who works in a museum everything is cataloged right i
0: mean i looked through like multiple pages you know if you search a museum archives for like goddess it's like 14 pages of items and i looked through all 14 pages and looked at pictures (laughs) of every single item and i was like i can't find this statue i can't figure out where it is so there you go It,
1: it never left Damn, that was a good one. Thanks, Brooke. Mm, wow. Yeah. It's like a mystery podcast now. That's awesome. <laughs> that was super All cool. right. We got one more. Yes. Okay. Yay. So um, I will be wrapping it up now with um, something on the devil's chairs. Now, um, my sources are... Joincake.com, which is a funny name, uh, <laughs> DavidCastleton.com, A Grave Interest at blogspot.com, the 13thfloor.tv, and of course, Wikipedia, um, just for chronology purposes. Um, so, so, I, like many people who are um, fascinated by the macabre, have always been interested in graveyards. Not the modern ones, particularly, but the old ones, centuries old. Um, almost every rural British township has an old cemetery tucked away somewhere, dotted with crumbling headstone, lichen speckled and leaning crookedly toward each other. If you've ever been for a stroll through one such place, perhaps you might have come across a seat carved from rock or stone, nestled amongst the headstones, perhaps facing a particular one. You'd know if you'd seen one, or perhaps maybe you thought it was just another tombstone on your journey. Perhaps even you dared to sit down. These uncomfortable seats, originally called mourning chairs, were a common fixture in 19th century American graveyards. Today, however, few remain, and the ones that do are known as the devil's chairs, and are said to carry with them myriad curses. Found all across North America, and in England, these chairs were once used by mourners who wished to sit amongst their dearly departed loved ones. Now they have become hot spots for legend tripping, that is, folks travel there from great distances just to partake in rituals shrouded in myth and legend. Legend trippers, many of whom are teenagers, dare one another to sit down in these stone chairs and await either a terrible punishment in the days ahead or if you're very lucky, a great reward for your dumb bravery. (laughs) The Greenwood Cemetery in Decatur, Illinois is home to one such devil's chair. Legends say that if you sit in the chair at a certain time of day, you will be granted anything you like for the small price of your soul. Mm. The devil is said to come to you to make this bargain, which will give you seven years of whatever you like upon which the devil will come to claim your dues. In Florida, the unassuming red brick devil's chair of the Casadega Cemetery is the notorious root of many a curse and legend. Some say that when you sit in the chair at the witching hour, you will hear whispers in your ear which will haunt you for all eternity. Others say that the devil is quite a chatty fellow and will simply speak with you if the time is right. Other legends say that if you leave a can of beer there, it will be empty by morning, although that seems to be more likely the work of Halloween revelers than that of the devil himself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) However, there are some stories surrounding the origins of this chair, which prove truly spooky. The bench is said to have been built by an old man in the 1900s, whose wife and child perished in a fire. He was well known in the town for his practice of sitting on the bench nightly and mourning the loss of his family, weeping bitterly into the early hours of the day. One Halloween, some local children passed by the cemetery, only to see the old man weeping, loud and distressed, on the brick bench. Concerned, the teenagers quickly went to the police to alert them that he might need help. The police, however, were alarmed to hear of this, as the old man in question had died many days beforehand. (sighs) Possibly the prettiest, most ornate, and subsequently the most malevolent devil's chair in the USA is the Baird Chair of the Highland Park Cemetery in Kirksville, Missouri. This chair, which is actually a tombstone itself, is said to take action against its invaders in three-tiered events, A first visitation would trigger a string of bad luck for the unfortunate sitter. The second would incur a curse being placed upon you. And a third intrusion would see a hand reaching up from beyond the grave to drag you to hell right alongside it. No, thanks. Many other chairs exist, (laughs) such as the witch's chair of Pontiac, Illinois which curses the sitter to die shortly after their visit, or the one at Saratoga Springs, New York, which supposedly transports the sitter back to the 1900s. I guess the moral of the story is as simple. If you get tired during a midnight stroll through a decrepit cemetery, don't take a pew on the gnarled old bench, or you might find yourself taking up a much more permanent residence. And that is it. Wow. That's all I got was... chairs, my friends
0: that was good thank you so we actually live like 30 minutes from the border with Ooh. missouri so i wonder how far i think kirksey might be pretty close there to you me go. so we'll have to we'll Take have to pictures. do a weekend trip and go see a devil's chair
1: they're everywhere there are some in the uk too i think there are only three in england mm-hmm. but there are plenty in america um and each each one of them has some creepy stuff attached like I only had time to really like cram in. yeah it's pretty cre- and they all look so so scary um and like one of them I think it was the red brick one um mm. the one with the old man uh that one apparently has lucifer scratched into it so people <laughs> people have definitely had their fun with them over the time yeah um and many of them have been removed because of vandalism and stuff, no. which is kind of sucky. Because, I mean, you know, it's yeah. a graveyard. Have some respect. Um, yeah. But, yeah, very, very spooky nonetheless. Very spooky.
0: So I just want to know, like, if you if you go sit in one where, where the devil just wants to chat with you, like, what do you talk to the devil about? I don't know. Like, I don't know, I don't know what... <laughs> How do you carry a conversation with yeah. with the Prince of Darkness? How does that work? Find something. That's,
1: that's that's the thing. I don't know what I would say. And I mean I think I just think it's it's so interesting because all of these must have come from somewhere. Um, because they're all such different legends, but they all they they all have like varying degrees of credibility. Mm. But honestly, I feel I feel like the devil having an old chat with you is actually one of the more likely ones.
2: <laughs> um, I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's just good for
1: you. You had the balls to sit down.
2: It's always it's always good to network. Yeah. Network and make <laughs> and friends. Beyond the grave. Just in case.
1: <laughs> he knows a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. I thought God, I thought I thought the one about the whispers which haunt you forever is just so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, like,
0: that's super scary. Yeah. Um, Ooh. But yes. Yeah. Yikes. Well, good job. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, thank, yeah you thank you, so you guys so much. much. And um what is y'all do you do you want to drop your your a link to your podcast?
2: Um, well, you can find us on pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and it is just Spooky Gals.
1: You can also find us, um, on Instagram at Spooky Gals Podcast and also Twitter at Spooky Gals Pod. Um, and yeah. Awesome. That's
2: basically it. <laughs> That's yeah. It. And <laughs> you can, you can listen to our Halloween episode also featuring Brooke um on our on our website yeah yes
1: yes, yes. yeah that one's
2: a lot of fun too so
0: thank you for being here and thank you everybody for listening to our special halloween edition of wise with Katrina and Jasmine um so make sure to go give them a listen and make sure to listen to the other crossover episode for halloween Um, where we also discuss cursed items. And if you have ideas for future episodes or you just want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at podcast or my website wisepodcast.buzzsprout.com. You can also help support me in creating more episodes by becoming a patron of WISE at patreon.com slash WISEpodcast or you can send me an email at awisepodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening.
1: Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.